Are you ready? We are live on the mic uh, with our host DJ Deuce and Bamboo Bam. Bam. Let's get this show started. Yo, what's up, man? We're live on the mic. I'm DJ Deuce. I'm here with my co-host Bamboo. What's up, Bam? What up, bro? What you saying, man? Man, just surviving, bro. Just surviving. I'm mm-hmm. I'm pissed off. I don't know. Here in Canada, we had a long... Did you have a long weekend, dude? Was that across Canada? Like... I was working. I was working. Okay, you were still but working? yeah, it was a long weekend, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm the spoiled prick. I want a long weekend every weekend. Every weekend? Every weekend, man. I don't I don't want to... I don't want to... I want four days. I'm getting old, bro. I'm feeling... Shit, getting old. A... Almost as old as you, people. I, you know? I did, I did almost as old hours. as Bam, right? I did 12 hours on fucking Sunday, 12 hours on Monday. You know, it was a fucking long weekend. Guys, for people that don't know, I do 12 hours a lot of de- days during the week. This guy does it once or twice, and we got to fucking hear about it on the podcast. Like, this fucking is, right. Fucking get right. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, yeah, we have a special guest right. today, man. A producer, an artist. You know, let's stop making way, man. Yeah, let's get him yeah, up yeah, here, yeah. man. Red McFly. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, what's, what's going up, on? What's, what's going good? on? It's five Good. foot ten giant in the building. Yes, yes, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that, man. I love that, man. How are things with you? You know everything is great. I can't complain. You know, like life is good. Uh, everything is going upward for us right now. You know, nice. so that's the way to man. It's that's nice. always thinking on the positive. As long as it's going upwards, it's always uh-huh. always positive, brother. Bro, I want to get right into it, man. I want this this podcast here is about to get people to get to know you just a little bit better. You know what I mean? I find when people get to know you, they become fans of you, right? Then they become fans mm-hmm. of your music, and it goes hand in hand. So let's start that's from the true. beginning, brother. Where were you born and raised? <clears throat> That's a that's a tricky story. Like, tell us, bro. Around, my mom's moved around when, a lot when I was a kid, so like we we started in Jersey, mm-hmm. North New Jersey to be exact, and uh, you know we moved around. I lived in North, East Orange, West Orange, Irving, all these parts of Jersey, mm-hmm. in that that little area. And then we moved out to uh, the PA, the Pennsylvania, when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we was out here, moved around a lot too. Like I went to almost all the school districts in the area. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, but the thing I always tell people about that, I always felt like that helped me because it allowed me to have conversations with different groups of people. Like you know how you have some people like yeah, two uh, far apart groups of people and they can't conversate with each other because they're from worlds apart. That's right. But I always felt like I had a little bit of every type of world. Like I done. I went to school with rich kids. I went to school with with the hood kids. I went to school mm. with the with the black, the Spanish, the white, the mm. Asian. You know what I mean? So like, I had a little bit of mixture. I was able to, uh, you know, speak to all different types of people from different walks of life. Man, you're you're absolutely like you're that. absolutely right with that, man. That in our school, man, growing up, I felt we had a, a, a you know a broad a range broad, of different variety, people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From like mm-hmm. different cultures to, to like even to the like, the project kids to the actual rich kids, you know, on, on the same bus, right? So for me, it was always like I guess it was a good way of blending everything in. For me, everything was normal. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, guys. There's a couple people's houses I went to that wasn't normal. The pool inside the house wasn't normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Us kids had to like going to that house. You know what I mean? But, yeah, right. But you're but right. I always though. feel like one of the best things you could do for your kids is like send them to a diverse school, so they can know what it's like to be around different types of people. Because sometimes people grow up, and I like I went to the school where it was hardly no white kids to a school where I was one of the only black kids in the school. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those people, they don't really, uh, like those people from each group, they don't really know how to mesh with each other, you know, because they never, it's not their fault, it's just that they never been around, you you know, each other's type of group. 
So, keep the people separate. Oh, keep the people separate. That's the problem. You know? yeah. Ben, ben yeah. you you being in both living in Canada and in the U.S., did you think that like uh, that they separate the schools a little more in the U.S.? They well, yes, like yes, district they did. wise, district district wise, yes, they did. You know, this district was black, that district was white, this and that. So that, like he said, as he moved around to different yeah. districts and different school boards, he got a chance to meet all the people and what's going on. That and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? So if mm-hmm. they mixed it, if they mixed it better, mm-hmm. people, the understanding, the United States would be further ahead. You know what I mean with the racial yeah. shit and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Further yeah. ahead. You know, but yo, brother, growing up, you know, some who was some of the your musical influences, you know. Uh, growing up, yeah, my my influences on it went it's, it went from like I always followed a lot of the producer rappers. Okay. So it started with like RZA and Dr. Mm. Dre, okay. and then as I got a little bit older, it went to people like um, Kanye West, Timberland, mm-hmm. you know, all these type of guys that I seen that was able to produce and rap at the same time okay mm-hmm. so that those those is those is like the type of people i always looked up to because I, I i knew I, like i always wanted to produce i ain't know how to do it at first but i knew mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm gonna get the hang of this i'm gonna get me a computer uh-huh. and i'm gonna learn how to do this one way or the other okay 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 so a quick side note now as you following these guys right did you find mm-hmm. did you find any one of them was lacking on one one spectrum, you know. See, he's a better producer than he's a rapper, or he's a better rapper than he's a producer. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did you see? Did you see who was leaning more one way than the other? You know what I'm saying? Well, out of those people, there was other producer rappers. That I look up, but those are the ones that probably lean more to producing or rapping. But I feel like those ones that I name, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like they had a perfect balance of perfect being balance. a dope producer yeah. and an artist, okay. Okay. whether they wrote their lyrics or not. But True. the final product, like when you but, heard the album, but, okay. yeah, okay, okay. No, I get that, man. Um, I, I, I so you mentioned, uh, you know what I mean. I'm gonna figure this out. How, like, that takes patience, bro. Because anything that's new, I, I find I'm easily discouraged. Like, you give me an instrument. <clears throat> I'm not good on it for like a week. I give up, right? So how, like, when you first got this instrument or the, the computer and you started making beats, bro, how, like, how, how long did it take you for you to catch, you know, that, the flow of things? See, I, I feel like if you want to learn something, you're going to learn it. This is true. Say like you with the podcast. Like, this is you true. You didn't know how to do this in the beginning, not a you wanted clue. to do it. <laughs> so true. y'all figured it out. And now look at y'all. got this got this going now. Yeah. It's going, so it's going, like, yeah. you know, if a kid want to learn how to play a game on the Xbox or the PlayStation, like, they're going to figure it out. Mm. So it's just that that would just happen to be what I took a liking to was producing. So some people were like, they might, they might be like, oh, I want to produce. But they don't got the real passion for it. Otherwise, they would learn it, you know, if, yeah. they, if they really felt like they wanted to do this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I didn't have the passion for it. You know, I, I was like, oh, this doesn't come easy. I don't really give a shit. Move on to the next thing. I totally what you follow, it. what you do got a passion for. What do I have a passion for? You no, know I'm saying this, you did follow what you do have a passion yes, for. Yes, yes. And it's this. Trust me, man. Yeah. If you If I told you the breakdown of what we did episode one. Tell me where we are now. You'd die of laughter, man. Equipment-wise, uh, you know what I mean. The whole, the whole structure. The, you know what I mean. Like we used to talk to Bam. He, he lived like you know in a couple provinces away. We used to talk to him through a speaker on a mic that sounded totally like shit. Yeah. But every uh-huh. time I, I was determined to make sure that we have to make this sound better. It's got to look better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. It's got to. As Bam, we used mm-hmm. to go through the 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 episodes and I would just rip each other apart. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Sound like shit. 
this that that, that, that. turn up the mic. This, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My Just... mic, my mic cut off. What the fuck? Blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but yeah. that's the, that's being passionate, right? Right. Yeah. But, and and but that didn't discourage you from trying to keep moving no, forward. That's not the thing. at all, bro. Not yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So now my question to you now, man. You know, you you know, you 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 want to make beats. You know, you're writing rhymes. When did you take this game seriously? I took it serious at a young age because a lot of people always thought I was older than what I was because we were were 15, 16 years old showing up at events, um, going to studios, doing little talent shows and all that stuff. And, like, we were mingling around with people that was in their 20s already. Mm -hmm. So, like, I felt like I took it serious from the jump because everything I ever did, Mm. I feel like, you either go hard or you, or you go home. Facts, man. Okay. okay We're going okay. for the gold over here. <laughs> it's true, man. And I like and like you heard, you mentioned it earlier. Determination. You want it. You want this. So you kept going. You know, you didn't quit at a young age neither. You went. You you keep you kept moving yeah, forward, right? I came across a lot of people over the years that they was a part of what we were doing in the beginning or in the middle or at some point, and mm-hmm. then they didn't make it to the to the point where we at now. We not right. even were. I'm not even where I want to be, not by a long shot yet. Gotcha. And there's people that, you know, they give up. Like, sometimes life catch up to you. People got to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have kids. Oh, yeah. People just be like, I don't see this going nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, All, yeah. all those different things could, could take a... Like it, 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 it make you start on. thinking, yeah. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, I, I, there was, there was when me and Bam met back in like two thousand four, two thousand five, when I owned uh, my music studio, right? And I remember some artists would be like, "If I don't make it in a couple of years, I'm done." And I was like, "Man, really? Like, you know what I mean? You, 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 yeah, a couple of years. It, you know, it take, it take. Uh, think of, even when you when you listen to any uh, artist tell their story. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got them. Some you got them. A couple of people that are like, yeah, I made one song and I blew. But I mean, the people that's really legendary, like the real, yeah, legends of this music, like they've been doing it their whole life and they never gave up and they kept going. Mm-hmm. That's how it always works. It's like whether it's a basketball player, a football player, a rapper, a singer, anybody, it's like you you dedicate your life to it because you know, like you you preparing yourself for greatness. Well, if you look yeah. at most most of, most of the legends that we're talking about here. Um, if if they came out with you know what I mean with an album with 15, 16 songs on it, they probably recorded a hundred. That's what they're not yeah. understanding. Yeah. They took the cream of the crop. They went through it. This is my mm-hmm. album. They didn't they do sixteen People for don't sixteen. See that part. No, they, now it's, it's I I got a track. I pop it out and that's it. They move they move forward. Right. They don't yeah. understand that they, they, the amount of work that was put behind this this album. You know what I mean? They took the best sixteen tracks to make this album. Why is it a classic? Because he put yeah. that much more work into it. Well, yeah, like people, they always were so surprised that there's all these unreleased songs from Biggie and Tupac. That's right. You know? Like mm. these was great artists. They was dropping five, six records a night, probably. Mm, it's true. And they was in the studio almost every day of their life. I mean, yeah. you know, from the time they started. Man, they was in there a long time, man. They in there yeah. overnight, two, three days in a row. You know, yeah. trying to get things done. If they stuck, they won't quit. They keep going until they finish the project, right? You know, yeah. I hear you. So, you know, on that note, so what is some of your process of making a beat or a track, bro? Uh, it depends because you got half the time where, like, I'll produce the record. So I, I'll be over here and I'll be tapping the, uh, the beat out on the MPC or FL Studio or whatever I'm using. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I usually would be making beats with artists in mind. Like, I'd be like, all right, I want this artist. I can hear this artist on this beat. But sometimes I'll make something. I'm like, nah, I need this joint. Okay. <laughs> I need this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And sometimes I'll still send it out just to see. But I'll be like, nah, I'm about to record something. So then now it'll make me even stop sending it out. Mm. But the other times, you know, I'll, I'll sit there. I might go through 80, 90, 100 beats in one night. See, just yeah. going through them, going through them, going. Like I listen to it for like ten seconds. Nah, that's not it. Ten seconds. Nah, that's not mm. it. And just keep going. And then you know Damn. I write, I, I I write a record fast. Like this this time, like some of the. Okay, so I had took a break from music, and mm. when I came back, I started with Balaclava, and oh, that yeah. record was like the one that like set everything off real crazy for us this year. And that record, I woke up in the morning and wrote that in like thirty minutes. What? Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, That's why it's just me just rapping all through on the whole track. Jesus. Like, it Christ. ain't got that much, you know, like, I ain't put a chorus on it and all that type of stuff. But it was just, you know, it was a record. I just wrote it in, like, oh, 30 shit. minutes at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning and record. I thought it was just going to just be a, you know, just a track I wanted to get off my chest and, and yeah. add on the project. That is crazy, man. That is fucking <laughs> crazy. But I love that. That that, that brings the, back to the theory. You know, you know, hundred hundred beats. You're going through it now. This isn't it. Now let's keep it working. You know what I mean? And that's what's yeah, greatness. That's it's not, not just. Not. But don't get me wrong. There might be times where I might hit the first or the second beat. And I'm like, oh, we we let's go. We ready. that's fire. Yeah. Now, was there a beat that you ever sold to someone that you kind of wish you didn't sell? Ooh. Nah, because you know why? I always felt like I can make another one. Oh, and we, me and Bam have a huge, a huge thing about being, being a producer. Let's say you sold a beat; it's fire. Mm-hmm. All right, and either the guy's trash on it or doesn't use it. <laughs> we've talked, we've had debates on this. Should there not be a return policy, return back to owner policy? Like, oh yeah, well they're starting to have these clauses when when people sell beats to like labels and and major okay. artists. It's basically, I think they call it like a. a like a kill clause or something. It's, it's basically like they paying you to uh to get rid of the the beat. Like let's say if I sell you the beat, yeah, you you got plans for it, but you ain't doing that with it right now. That's right. But at the same time, I could have went and sold that beat to this artist over here and got my bread already. Exactly. So they would pay a producer like myself a fee for taking the beat off the off the shelf. Like all right, we're gonna give you something at least. Okay. We're not using it right now. Okay. Okay. But I haven't, I haven't got to that point yet. Now that I know about it, I'm about to start doing it. Cause that's, we were talking about that. Like maybe, I don't know, six, seven months ago. We're like, man, imagine having this hot beat dude doesn't yeah. use it. Or it, has, it, happened. it has it, happened to me. It, it's, it's probably happened to every producer. It's crazy. Or, or, or we'll be a bit of a jerk. It's trash. You know, the the, the we're always like the producer should have some sort of clause where it's like, no, this this isn't it, buddy. This this is not my beat. You well, are not game, rapping game, on this. The game changed. You know, the producers in the beginning, if they got with an artist, they worked with the artist all the way through until that track was done. They had that input from start to beginning. Yeah, you know I like I mean? that start type of workflow. You know, but yeah. now it's here's the beat, and they go off and do something. And when it comes back, it's like, oh, I did not have that vision for that beat when I made it. You yeah, know what man, I mean? Back, so, back, back in the day when people were selling beats, were you not worried that a producer would have sold you a beat that that do the same beat? You know what I mean? Because back then there was really no. There was no boundaries. Yeah, you know, you know what uh, I mean. Yeah. 
That was scary, you know what I mean? That's another thing I want to talk to you. as a producer, like, uh, or even as an artist, how do people prevent from making, um, stealing samples that are not cleared? You know what I mean? Because you hear that a lot too, right? Like a sample's not cleared, beat's kind of hot, all of a sudden they owe so-and-so X amount of dollars. Like, how, yeah. how, like how do you get around that? Well, the thing is, it's it's the artist's job to clear the sample. Mm, I see. So, if I sell you the beat, yeah, I'm just selling you what I did. True. But like, when if you want to release it and do all of that, yeah, then you have to uh, you have to go and and uh, get that sample cleared and take care of that okay. as the you know as the business that's that's releasing that product. So as the producer, are you giving them the information that this sample was used from this area? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I definitely right. do that. Mm-hmm. And now, honestly, lately I've been trying to stay away from sampling too much. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that's just a part of who I am. Like, that's my sound. Like, I like I like using old old samples and speeding them up and adding crazy 808 drums to them mm-hmm. and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or boom bat drums sometimes. Nothing wrong with that, bro. Nothing wrong with that. So, bro, reading your profile, man, on Instagram... It says that you you've had artists like Kanye, French, Shine, Little Flip, and more rap on some of your beats, man. Tell me some about some of those stories. Uh, well, the the one with the French Montana and, and the Kanye one that started. I was in I was in uh, Daddy's house studio, the, the one that Diddy used to own. Okay, French was working on Mac and Cheese Three album. And me and Ted, my um my manager, one of my managers, Ted City, he he brought me up there. We sitting there. He like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, see what's up with French trying to use one of the the beats for the project. And I remember Big Mike was there, so we were sitting there from twelve o'clock till five in the morning. And he recorded like five records in five hours. I was like, damn, this dude working. Okay. <laughs> He's just knocking them out. Like I was there for some some fire records that that winded up coming out, but I remember it was like five five thirty, and I'm just like, man, I don't know, yo. I'm ready. Start <laughs> closing the laptop. Well, we'll go. So he in the window. Yeah. He like, yo, hold on, before you leave, get, let me get some, let me get some, um, some beats. So at the time, I'm like, Shh, I'm gonna just put every beat I got on his laptop. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, I had an external hard drive. I put like, like 120 beats on his computer. Damn. I probably took up a lot of space on his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward after that, I guess he started dating uh, Khloe Kardashian. Mm. So he hanging out with the Kanye and the Kim family and all that. And from what I was understood that. You know, he playing the records and Kanye liked the record and then wound up rapping on it. I didn't even know at the time yet Ooh. that they did a record. Kanye at the time was playing records in the club and telling people you can't bring a cell phone in the club. Oh, so shit. not recording anything, right? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I guess he liked to. I guess he kind of liked to test his music out. Makes sense. Before you put an album out, like yeah. he'll go to the club. And just play the whole album, but nobody can handle cell phone in that because they don't want nobody to record it. Yeah, right. of course, you know. But somebody snuck a thing, a camera in there, and they had the 
they had the screen was all black, but you could hear him rapping on the joint. Damn. And I was like, I, I, I was, I was like heavy on his, uh, his fan forum page, like mm-hmm. it's like a, a forum, mm-hmm. Kanye Live, I, I think it was called at the time. Like I, I was, I mean, I still am a huge Kanye fan, so I try, I be keeping up with everything you be doing. So I'm listening to Jay. I'm like, damn, that sounds like my beat. That's <laughs> so dope. And I play it back, play. It. I'm like, this is my beat. What the hell I'm talking about? My, you can hear my vocal, my vocal sample and everything. And I'm like, damn, that is. So we That's go. Dope. You know, I confirm it with French and everything. Like, yeah. But then uh, I open my mouth because they shared it, and I started talking about it. Like, yeah, I did that beat and all of that. But I ain't know it was gonna spiral out of control like that. A lot of his fans started going crazy, tagging me and stuff. Post it was on Reddit threads and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think Kanye one of the people with like if something like that happened, he wound up not putting the record out. Oh. So the record kind of got shelved. But there's a lot of like people that got it up on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. But it didn't officially officially release. That's crazy. But I seen French and he told me. That they still doing something with it, okay. Because so Kanye, for me being a fan, not me knowing him personally, but I have met him once. He one of the people where he'll he'll bring back an idea from five years ago, wow, and come back and, and come back revisit it and and bring it back to life. Hmm. Which All I do right. stuff like that too. So, you know, sometimes you might be like, "All right, I'm gonna come back to this," and you might be hearing it one day. You're like, "Damn, this kind of fire! I ain't never put this out." <laughs> Mm. And then you just come back in and bring, you know, you got to revamp it, clean it up more and yeah, repolish yeah. it and, and, and redo it like that. Now, is there a part of you? Is it a, like, is there a bit of like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have like posted Hell it. Hell yeah. I learned my lesson that day. <laughs> I was like, yo, for now, for now like when that wouldn't be stuff like that, I don't say nothing. I keep my mouth shut. Man. I'm not gonna lie, I would have shared that shit too. I'm not, I would have done that, I think, at first, man. It's so dope, you know what I mean? I was just so that it just threw me off so much. I'm like, dang, Kanye rapping on a beat that I did. Ooh. Just couldn't hold yourself, huh? That's like the biggest no one would, bro. inspiration I had my whole life, you know? So no one would music hold that in, man. Oh. <laughs> I straight up, I'd be like, now I would, I would now. Now, yeah, now, yeah, now I feel you, I feel you. But it's just that's it's you know the excitement of like shit, this is happening. You know, that's my beat. I, I one hundred percent would have did it. One hundred. Yeah. And then you so live and learn. Now, when I do records with artists, like I keep it under wraps. I won't really talk about it unless mm. I hear them talk about it. Mm, fair if enough. If I don't hear them say nothing about it, I'm not gonna say nothing just yet. Yeah. <laughs> All you want is your money. Give me my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then we can talk about it after the fact. You know? Yeah. And then like the that. Shine and the Low Flip records, you know, those, I actually worked with them on those. Nice. And uh, Tony Sunshine. I did stuff with, uh, there's a bunch of people, a lot of Philly rappers, like nice. PD Crack and all of them. Okay. I got a couple songs with, uh, with Low Flip on, on my Take Flight 2 project. That's good, uh, man. Max B, he did a mm. couple joints for me. Um, when he get out, we're going to be working together, too. Nice, nice. And then, uh, oh, Chinks, R.I.P. Mm. I was going to right there, Chinks? Chinks Drugs, yeah. Mm. We worked together personally in the studio on that record. Mm. So that's why I, that's how I like to work. Like, I like to actually... Be a part, right? Work, be there. Yeah. I like to be a part of the record. I don't, I don't like... Uh, you know, 
I send you something, you send it back. You know, I'll be feeling like that's too Hollywood. Like, let, let's let's get down together and put these ideas together. There you go. That's it, 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 that feel that you got in the studio comes out on the record. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that night we was feeling this vibe. You can't you feel it when that beat drop? Can't you feel it when them spitting them rhymes? You know what I mean? You feel it. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like how, that's how you I know, feel like it. that NWA fucking police. You can tell they was all in the studio. Upset oh, feeling about it, yeah. Upset about it, and they're something. feeling it. They're they're feeling each you other. Know? No, I get that. You know, yeah. yeah. So, um, what's the best process? No, you know, I'm sorry. You know, what's the best way to promote yourself as an artist and a producer these days? I mean, I'm. I feel like it's one of them things where there's no right or wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like being out in the world, being outside. Is one of the best things. Like this sound, like some of my best connections yeah. that I got in music happened for me being outside somewhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sit, you know, sitting around. I don't get me wrong. Like you could, you could, you could be inside and and be online and networking. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's different ways you could do it. But me, the, the method that I found work for myself is being out, going, networking, showing up at this place, showing up here, introducing myself. You know, it's the best thing. Dapping each other up. Yep. Tell each yeah. other, yo, check my, look at my Instagram, look at Joe, follow each other. It, it always, it, it worked good like that. And, and a lot of the times when I work with people, I had to see them three times. I always tell people it's like a rule, like you got to see somebody like three times. The first time, they're not going to remember you. Mm. The second time, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I remember. The third time, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Mm. It take like three good times to to run across somebody to to really like you know you're, go in their mind. It's funny because right. you you your tool is meeting people. Me and Bam always mention that it's we we call that hand to hand combat, man. You you, you got to go. be yeah. out there. You got to be yeah. out there. The Instagram thing keeps you in contact easier than it was back in the day. Yeah. But that face to face one on one is where you're developing friendships in the in, in some sort of relationship with someone yeah. else, either a promoter, another artist, a fan, whatever the case may be. But I, I found that some of the young kids today are just like, here, man, here's a, here's a link to my music. And I'm like, but I, there's no attachment there. there. I got nothing with you. Nothing, I don't, nothing I don't, with you. Your shit could be great. I don't even care because you, yeah. you give me, there's nothing there. And there there's a lack of that, that going out. You're right. A hundred percent way to promote yourself is to be out there. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Tell you, yeah. you meet him, you meet him, you, you make that impression, you know, yo, that dude can't rap, but he was funny as a motherfucker. He still remembers me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you make that impression. But the thing is, you you you, it, you you give a shit about somebody after. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you know, even interviews like this. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever watched an interview where after the interview is done, you became less of a fan? <laughs> like you were like, oh my god, I didn't know Buddy was so dumb. Or, yeah, or you're <laughs> fuck, man. I can't believe he's just. I can't believe this dude. Like I. I liked his music, but fuck, I don't, I'm not, now I've, I've lost, and these are the things, like, interviews will gain more fans, or, or have that, that connection with somebody, you know what I mean, or yeah. that hand-to-hand combat, meeting people, that's the way we've always looked at promoting, me yeah. and Bam, when we're together, man, our promoting skills go through the roof after that, it's all about the podcast, it's all about being up there, I'm not yeah, the old, I'll... I don't like the old, like, the new technology, I'll send you a link, and <laughs> we're friends, and ah, fuck, it drives me nuts, you know what I mean, there's nothing yeah. there, nothing I like there. to have a conversation with somebody, like, I don't, honestly, people be texting me, sometimes I'll just call them, because I'm like, Sometimes people take what you say in the text message the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. You ever say something to somebody and you like, you could say something like, yo, 
And they might be like, damn, who you saying yo to? Like, <laughs> you could just be like, yo, what's up? People it's, could take anything out of context when it comes to yeah, tech. It's so stuff. true, man. It's so impersonal, true. Impersonal, impersonal, man. Brother, I've, I've subscribed to your YouTube page, man. You have a video. It's called Leave Me Alone. It's blowing oh, up. Yeah. It's well over 100,000 Ks now, maybe 120, 130,000 in a few months. Tell me more uh-huh. about that song, man. Damn, that record, I ain't going to lie, that's, that's, that's my, that's the record. We still pushing that record. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. That's what I tell everybody. Like, yo, yeah. that using that Michael Jackson sample was smart. It's catchy, because, bro. It's catchy. I'm telling you yeah. right off the bat, you drew Yo, you Michael drew Jackson, in. he was working. It's like when he when you hear a song from him, mm-hmm. that shit hypnotize you. You know what I mean? It gets you sucked in. Like you you gonna you could just listen to that. Like I could have not even rapped on that beat. It could just been the the beat by itself. Wow, yeah, okay. and it's just looping around, that. and people gonna like to listen to it. So as long as I don't put no bullshit on there, ah, people gonna be like, "Damn, this, this, I like this record." Mm-hmm. Now, what, what right. made you take that sample? Like, what, what, what was the process of that one? That honestly, that was just me on YouTube looking for beats. Ah, this, this, uh, these artists, uh, JH and Dre. I hope I ain't say the names wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. They did the beat and I contacted them and I bought the beat and I'm like, yo, I need that. Okay. That's that's how simple it was. That's and I just about. another one. I woke up in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. I do. I think I do my best writing in the morning. I don't function at eight o'clock in the morning. Tell me what's the secret. <laughs> yo, I'm up every day at like six thirty, seven o'clock, maybe seven oh, thirty. Dude, I'm a grumpy fuck at eight a.m. God damn, this guy's morning, writing hits. This guy's you writing know, hits, yeah, like, bro. I How like to want... be up when the birds is chirping because I, I feel like, you know, when the sun is out and all that, you know, you you get some of that energy from the sun. Yep. You got a fresh mind because you just woke up. You had your mm-hmm. rest and everything. I feel like you at your you at the top of your game in the morning, I feel you, as bro. opposed to writing at nine, ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night. You might have a couple drinks. Don't get me wrong. I like I like being in the in the little zone. Have me a drink. And then right, I like that vibe too. But mm-hmm. sometimes I just like to get up. Ain't nobody here. I'm just down downstairs in my in my man cave slash studio, mm-hmm. and I'm just writing or I'm typing on the phone now. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know me. I can't see the phone. It's like the fuck is that all right? My fingers are hitting all the wrong fucking. You know. Oh man, I love it because I feel like remember, like I. I was younger, but I was I was like right at the end of the uh, the writing on paper okay. era, and I remember we'd be writing, and you you try to change the turn the page ever so slightly. You're like, I don't want them to hear it on the microphone. <laughs> oh, it's so true. You can hear yeah, the crumble yeah, in the yeah, background yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? It's true. Now it's like you just scrolling like this. You like bad. You know, you could get it all in one uh, shot. Ben needs an iPad. Okay. That's why, bro. He needs one of those. He needs nah, one of those big iPads. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm from that era where you write it, you rehearse it, you rehearse it, you rehearse it, then you spit it. You oh yeah. I mean? Don't know? get me wrong. That's that's an excellent way to do things. That's the way I like to do that. You know. Could so, um, you know, you know, what's the biggest struggle for you as an artist these days, man? The struggle. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man, that's a good question. Probably, uh... Convincing people. All right, so when you when you go online, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody shows you the best side of their life. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what a person's real life is like. Because everybody's True. only showing you the best parts. Right. When they go on vacation, when they buy a new car, when they get the house, when they're out at the club. Nobody show you, like, the, the struggle. Mm-hmm. Of really doing things, you know what I mean? Mm. And I try to keep things as honest as possible when I do my music. And I feel like so many people just be out here just just faking it, faking everything. That and I'm true. like, I'm trying to keep up with that by trying not to just, you know, be put. Because you know, music, music is always going to be uh, a bit fictional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything can't be a hundred percent factual all the time. No, Get you gotta up. make things sound better. You know, it's like when you're a writer. You know, you know how to make a story sound better than what it was. We could both tell the same story, but if you're a better writer, you're gonna make it sound way better. A better storyteller, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean you're lying. Yeah. But mm-hmm. nowadays, it's like everybody's just lying, uh. making the same like. Uh. A thousandaire wants to look like a millionaire. A millionaire yeah. has to look like a billionaire. Uh-huh. You said You know what I mean? It's like that's a that's a struggle within itself. Like just trying to trying to stay above water, but like, you know, just trying to not be putting on the facade and in the front for everybody and mm-hmm. but still making it look good at the same time. Mm. Cause you gotta people like to be fans of of winners. That's Nobody want to yeah. be a fan of the losing yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what so you're when saying. you're looking like you're winning and you're looking like money, people are drawn to that naturally. So you can't really blame the people that are completely faking it, then, right? Like, even though you you know or I know, and we we probably look at I just it feel a like little you know, bit different. Too out of control now, like yeah, because you can get you, yeah, you know. How many times we see rappers get caught uh, getting the Airbnb and trying to act like it's their house or? Or the car rental. They're doing, yeah, they're doing the, mm-hmm. the Rolls Royce that is getting impounded. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, damn. But yeah, making it to like now you making people want to do it even more. Yeah. Now it's like it's just every it's everybody's playing a catch up game. But you know, catch- in a sense, they're wrong. They shouldn't even be projecting that because now the people who don't realize. Is following that, exactly. trying to do right that, that, and getting themselves all caught up. So, in a sense, these people that you want to be your true fans and follow you, gonna be too busy broke trying to get their car to repo to follow you. You see what I'm saying? You know, yeah. that's why you need fans that's gonna grow with you from the beginning. You know, those are the ones who come out and I agree. support you. That's why I like. I I think maybe I was fans of artists that have uh, cult following and stuff like that because I respect that. Yeah. Like the transparency, mm-hmm. when the, when the artist is is real transparent on the, it's like think about all the biggest artists that we know, that got the real strong cult following, like people like Kanye West, people like Beyonce, people like Eminem, mm-hmm. Drake. It's like everybody knows everything that's going on in their life at all times, and that's sometimes true. it's not always pretty. Sometimes it's a, it's an ugly thing going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't care because they they transparent with their fans, and I feel like 
people should get back to respecting stuff like that more than everybody always true, trying to make true. it look like you like you might be here, but you gotta be all the way up here instead of just being here and making it look like this. Mm. Try you to look I mean? human. You gotta be all the way up. Here. <laughs> yeah, people just need to look more human. Like we 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 all go up and down. We all have the good days and bad days, right? And they, yeah. if pe- people adapt to that, I find I adapt to it. I I love hearing when I watch a a documentary or you know like a movie of, on on different types of rock stars or whatever the case may. I love the the first part of the movie that struggle. You know what I mean? That yeah. you know how, how hard it was, or even watching oh, the, yes. the Wu Tang Saga. You know what I mean? Getting them all together and bumping heads, and you know, one still has to sell drugs to make it. You know what I mean? I yeah. I, I love those stories because you we know them as successful hip hop stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but a beauty you, in the struggle. Exactly. There's a total respect of of a human being. You're like, wow. You know, the the fight, the the, the struggle to get where they got, and that's like what me, those are the stories I love. Yeah, like me personally, not that I don't respect them. But I don't appreciate a person's uh, success that started on a higher level than a person yeah. that, you know, came from the ground. Nope, so, like, you that. got people that their parents are stars or mm-hmm. parents are athletes or, you know, they already starting off to where they ain't got to do nothing. They are, they could just do nothing and be good for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I don't really... a little leg up, a little leg up. Yeah, of course, really... especially but... if your parents in the music industry, you probably have some like you know. Yeah, but a quick little you... feature here. Not that but... I don't respect them, because I don't want to say it like that. But, but it's just think... that like I really appreciate a person that came from mm-hmm. from nothing. Yeah. To create, you know what something. I mean? I get sharing beds with brother, sister, uh, parents on. Not, not you know, not that it's like. That's a, something to be proud of. But I'm saying, like, damn, they really came from that. You know, you're it's saying where, where the there's almost no like it's it was just a dream, but they turned into a reality. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sitting there thinking, I wish I can do this. They didn't wish, they did it. You know, yeah, that's the that. way the respect. I get is. that, but don't don't forget about those kids that got the leg up. They gotta they gotta measure up to their their they family right legacy. That. That's a hard struggle in itself. Yeah, too, a lot right? of them. Be, and they if be they can, out about that. if they can surpass that. More power to you, you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, most stuff. of them, but most of them don't, you know what I mean? Because they, they <laughs> you think they don't, they fam? guys. They don't. You think they don't? It's not because they're not talented. It's just because they're not hungry. They're not. They yeah. don't have that. They don't have that hunger. You know. You know what, what I mean? Because look, certain... if you look at athletes uh, at a certain age, or 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 even like a, a, you know, let's say like some rap stars after two, three, four albums, they make millions. You know, you find that their their their, their projects become a little, you know, not not as good as the first couple. Is it because they lose that hunger? A lot of artists they get comfortable. That's exactly they like it. Waking <laughs> up in the, in a nice house. It's not they got. They don't want to go out. What is it, man? Time. What is it? Tell us. It's, it's not they got comfortable. Is they forgot what they, the bottom line is? They're still trying to rap about what they came up with. You understand what I'm saying? Let's mm. use Jay Z for example. Do Jay Z rap about selling drugs anymore? No. No. Jay Z yeah. talk about how fucking rich I am. Jay Z talk about how I'm owning ball teams. Jay Z talk, you know what I mean? When you listen to Jay, every time he spit, it's that new level spit. He's talking about what he's doing right now. You get what okay, I'm saying? Okay, okay, give me another example, Bam, because I well, was out. You uh, just, just picked Jay, like fuck. No, I'm, 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 own categories. I'm, I'm just saying. So think about it. That was an easy, easy any, escape. Any, man. Any, Come any on. Other, any other rapper, but any other rapper that's up there, you know what I mean? They're taking it to another level. You get what I'm saying? These these cats, they get rich, boom, and they plateau out, and that's it. Their career stop. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. your interests change, too. Like, I always tell people, like, this hip-hop, this is not something that 
you just want to do for the rest of your life because you can't. So, mm-hmm. like, the more at time as we go along, it's becoming more of a younger and a younger person's game. Right. And Cal so, picked up on that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? He started off with old school, and everybody he's fucking with are young cats right now. Yeah. He got to that plateau, but he figured out how to change the game. Let's get younger yeah. and keep pushing what I'm doing. You know what and I mean? You want to take the money from this and put that into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like look at what I always look at what Fifty Cent did. Yeah, he took his music money, and he went and invested in that vitamin water. Yeah, he went and started doing the TV shows. He tried to do his clothing line. That ain't work, but he kept trying more stuff. You know. Yeah, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you gotta, you gotta get that little bit of taste. You know, you gotta like put your little toe in the water and check out what's gonna work, right? Yeah, you gotta try it. You yeah, never know yeah, if it's gonna yeah, work yeah, unless no. you try it. Absolutely, man. And let's be real. Fifty has so many spinoffs from Power now. It's fucking crazy. I don't even it's know what nuts. to watch anymore. You know what it's I mean? Nuts. So he's killing it though. So, like, I want to know, like, do you are you so are you an independent artist? Yeah. Okay. So, do you enjoy or do you like where the business is at today and where it's heading? Meaning with streaming platforms, or did you like it where it was, how it was back in the day? Nah, I love it the way it is now because it's like I could own everything, and can't nobody tell me a damn thing. True. So I could, I could come in here, record my music right here. I do my own graphic design work most mm-hmm. of the time. I got a team of photographers, videographers, you know, different yep. people that do the things that I can't do. And we put our own money up to put the, the records out. Right. So it's like we don't need we don't really need no label. Only thing the label, they get you good looks. They get you the type of looks that you can't get as an independent artist. But True. as you as you uh grow in popularity, it's like the doors open on by themselves. Nobody could close the door on somebody like Russ or you know, mm-hmm. those people that mm-hmm. built their popularity up so much while being independent, it's like you can't you can't deny them, you know. I just mm-hmm. I'm gonna, on the label it's easier for you. See, Bam is Mr. Independent. I'm Mr. Sign me to a record label. We we argue about this all the time, right? Now you're 100 percent right about owning your own stuff. Don't get me wrong. I, I every know. art, but man, this fucking Spotify bullshit. The amount of fractions of a penny that you guys get, and you're pushing it through that. Yeah, but it, that's not the only way to make money, though. It's like. That's where it goes back to being outside. Yes. When you're outside and people could see you, you know, people start wanting you to show up at different places because they like, yo, he be, they be, they be lit when they be out mm-hmm. this club or there. So you can make your money off just touring, and then the streaming gonna come naturally. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I just I you're just found that the streaming platform is. For me, the streaming platform became another source of a different type of source of a record label that no one really sees. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, the record label doesn't give me any money. Neither of these motherfuckers on the streaming platforms, but man. Here, and here's the thing. The streaming platform only pays a certain amount, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine you splitting that with a label now instead of you getting that yourself. Mm. True. So you they still only paying the same amount. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter... If it's this artist or that artist, they paying the same. Maybe you know, maybe certain artists got certain deals worked out. You know, yeah. Like but I know if you listen to everyone, their first Apple Music and stuff like that. But yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just find that it's you know when you get signed to a label, you know they give you they give you the high the high production videos and they send you on a nice little tour. And I think yeah, you, but can you can use... do that yourself. There's there's so many people mm-hmm. 
out there that got red cameras and stuff and they can shoot you a real You're right. video. Mm-hmm. But I think today it's $3,000. If you sign to a label today, you can actually use the label because now you actually have social media to get this following. So once this label contract is over or, you know, they, whatever the case may be, you at least have this fucking fo- major following, which be op- hopefully becomes a cult following and then you can go independent. I would go that route. That's just me. You know what I mean? Use yeah. the label and make me who the fuck I should be and then... Well, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. If that's, you know, that's the way how you, how you want to It was it. just when I broke down numbers, the streaming numbers, I didn't know they were that bad. I just was like, <laughs> God damn. Like... A million streams is like thirty five hundred dollars. Like, but think about like, this though: you get, you get the million streams, but then you tour. Yes. You put your own merch out like this. Yes, one hundred percent. We got dropping real soon. Take flight, society mm-hmm. merch. You go in the shows. You selling your t shirts for thirty dollars or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. Making all profit, all of it. Yes, artists yes. are signing with. You know the new merch is, the new merch is bud now. Like artists are signing with these dispensaries and stuff and. They having that at the show legally. That's crazy. You got that. You got this. You got your, uh, you know, different things that you that stickers. I mean, anything you can sell. You making your bread doing that. Yeah, you I got that. You, like uh, that. you might be doing sync licensing. You might be getting lined up, submitting your songs to movies, TV shows. So you got that money. Bro, you have me excited. I want to be independent now, man. <laughs> you me so That's what I'm saying. You get to keep all of that. Don't get There's me wrong. Like, I got, a, I got like a staff research. right now that, you know, on my team, which I have no problem with us breaking bread because we all putting in our work together. That's right. But imagine splitting that with a label and you getting a, uh, you getting a percentage of that. You ain't even getting half. Well, the label took me on tour. Uh, the the amount of partying I plan on doing, I'd have to owe them money after anyway. So it probably would be a good idea. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, if a if a if a situation popped up and it made sense, I'd do it. Yeah. But it just gotta make sense. That's all. Mm. True. True. I definitely yeah. want my publishing. Yeah. yeah. I get uh, that, man, for sure. <laughs> I tell you, they get jammed up big time, big time. You know. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to perform, dog? My favorite place to perform? Mm-hmm. To I like performing that. in the the area where I'm from. Yeah. Because I feel like these are the people, they seen us performing. They seen me performing when it was two people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And we just did a show. I did a show a couple weeks ago with 7,000 people Damn. in the crowd. There you go. Damn, so it's like I like when people get to see the growth. Like, no matter where right. I go in this business, if I'm start if I start doing fifty thousand seaters or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm still always gonna come back. There's there's always gonna be a promoter in the area where I'm from that could book me and have me come through. There you go. I like Showing that. that love. Showing that love. Bro, yeah, do, you, do you think that radio? Like the your radio stations or DJs, local DJs, nightclub DJs, should step up and help out independent artists playing their music. Like, do you think like? Because I find like they're just so stuck to the mainstream shit that some like from where we're from, they're not really helping out the I feel locals. Like they don't owe nobody. Nobody owes you nothing. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is like you got to be hot to get played. Facts. So if your music ain't hot, then why should they play your music? True. If people gonna walk out the club when they play it, true. Or if people, if it's on the radio, they are gonna turn the station. Mm-hmm. I feel like if your your music should speak for itself, they should only play the artists that they like 
and the artists that people want to hear. Because artists, a lot of artists, they get this, they get this thing in their mind, like, oh, y'all need to, y'all need to support me. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to uh, support, support. Nah, people support <laughs> who they want to support. That's true. Like when you go to the store, you yeah. buy Sprite because you like Sprite. You ain't yeah. gonna buy Coca Cola because you want to support them, like. Mm-hmm. Or this what? brand, you know what I mean? You're gonna buy the stuff that you like. When you go to the clothing store and, and somebody pick up this uh this shirt from this this specific company or whatever, you buy this pair of Subi jeans or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you buying it because you like it, not because yeah. not you know them, you know yeah. what I mean? Bam, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say, all right, fuck it, I'm going in. Um <laughs> all these these cornball rapping motherfuckers who ain't hot. Who ain't music ain't speaking for themselves is fucking popular is being played in the club by these DJs. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now tell me, is the fans being herded like sheep when it comes to that music? Because like you said, it, it, if if your shit's hot, the DJ supposed to play it. But then it's at a point where it's like, you know, okay, somebody so- somebody pay a DJ and they pushing this garbage song to the point where it's hot. You right. see what I'm saying? That does happen, and there there is a thing of uh, force feeding people music, mm-hmm. and that's where it comes with the labels. They they paying the bread. They putting forty thousand dollars into a record. You ever hear record and like the first time you hear it, you like that's garbage. Trash. Oh, but then you keep hearing it, oh, and yeah. then you, there's a time where you go out and you You're meet a girl it. or something, and y'all <laughs> drinking and you feeling good, and you like, damn, I kind of like this song. Man. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's part of them force feeding the record onto you, and then because you just keep hearing it, they like one of these times you're gonna hear this record and you're gonna be in a good mood, you're gonna like it. You keep hearing it, hearing it. You know the chicks like it, you know your kids like it, and these people and oh, that yeah. you see it in the movie on the commercial. Now yeah. you like the song now. But this is where the DJ should be getting their standards and be like, I'm not playing that shit. It's fucking garbage. You see what I'm saying? But the DJs they get they get put in a position because. They got to play what the people want to hear. And there you go. They playing what the people want to hear because they force feeding them. You see what I'm saying? So force feed them the real deal. It's a tricky Don't force situation. Feed. But Don't it is tricky, man, because as a DJ, if, if you're not giving the crowd what they want and the crowd decides to disappear and the club is that empty. DJ not getting booked next Friday. Yeah, we're replaced. I, I, we're, I, we're replaced. I, I, I totally understand that. You know what I mean? And that, like I, I said, you got a lot of outside forces. But in reality... The radio DJ, the club DJ, y'all all are DJs. If y'all all stu- stood together and had... But the this, radio mm-hmm. DJ, again, is you a know? fucking... It's a paycheck again, right? Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, I know. but, you know, you got you do have uh, program directors that will give artists... Ch- like, the, where I'm from, mm-hmm. in the Pennsylvania, Lehigh Valley, they, they never was really playing no local artists. They gave me a shot. Nice. And they like my record, and then uh, they was started playing my record on the on the radio out here, the FM station. Nice, nice. But it came from me networking, and mm-hmm. I met the DJs, the the owner, the program director. Like I I came, showed up at events and stuff. They seen the music. They like, yeah, I heard your name, and it all that all has to be that had to been done for that to happen. Yeah, you had to put in that Because word. sometimes you just have to be, somebody has to see you. And like, oh, okay, this is, I got to put the face with the name. Right. Yep. And then yep. they'll really yep. listen to the music. Then be like, damn, this is nice. I'm going to play this. 
I just wish they stopped forcing The artists got to work harder. That's what it come down to. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to be going up against that big money. You know what I mean? Being paid this money, they, for, they force feeding these tracks down your throat, man. That's terrible. You I know agree. I mean? But know? it still come down to, like, the artists. Y'all talking that big money on them records, saying y'all got this, that, and that. Dump that money into your... Uh, into your record, if you really believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's true. They talking all this. I got the uh, the Phantom and all of that. Mm-hmm. We want nah, let's 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 see it. Let's see it come to life. Yeah, right. put right. that into right. your record so that people can hear. It. Yeah, true, true. Then true. the money you make from that, you could really go buy your Phantom instead of renting it. True. If you do things properly, absolutely. You know. Yeah, you know it's a proper order to do. Yeah, things, I, but a lot of people sure. try to, they try to take the shortcut, and everybody wants to take the shortcut out of everything instead of doing the real. When did this shortcut groundwork. start? When did this like? The internet started. It, it, it I is. Think. It is the internet, right? It's it, like when people start seeing. No disrespect to somebody like Soldier Boy, but they see somebody like Soldier Boy, Justin Bieber. Who, same fucking thing. Um, you know, YouTube. internet tactics. Now everybody yeah. think they could do it now. True. Instead of like working hard. Now I respect mm. him because he was the first person to do some of them things that he did and it mm. worked. But it ain't gonna work for the twenty thousand rapper <laughs> that's trying to do the same thing. Y'all gotta find something new and do that. <laughs> we can't all be taking we it's like we walking in this hallway, we all trying to fit through that same door right there. Yeah, exactly, there's, yeah. There's 20 doors, they're going to the same place, but we all trying to squeeze through one single door. Yeah, they just did, you're absolutely right, like, man. What are we doing? I don't know what's wrong with you. They got problems. They got Brother, problems. Did, did COVID push back any shows or projects for you? Uh, Yeah, well, all right, here's the thing. I had stopped rapping for a few years. I was just producing. Okay, I just came back rapping again when I dropped Balaclava, and that's when I, you know, I was always like this, but when I dropped that, it brought me like more up here. Mm-hmm. Like everything started getting good. My page got verified on Instagram, all that stuff, and you know, started getting more views, and I started learning more things and different tactics. Mm-hmm. But like with COVID, it really got it really let me sit back and. I started thinking about different ways, like, damn, I could do a YouTube series and try to get some money on YouTube. And it start, you start thinking about more of the things you could do that Outside you have like, in your house. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. It get you. It got. It got me a little more creative. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that kind of might have been what pushed me to come back and start doing music again. Cause I was just producing. I was sending records out to rappers. Sometimes they was disappointing me. I'm like, man, I'd have killed this beat. <laughs> but maybe that might have been what drove me to start rapping again. I took a break for, I took a little hiatus for like four years, five years. Man. Like I drop a time. record once in a while, you know, one record here, one record there, shoot it. Cause I always, you know, I just like being creative and I like doing the things that, that like I could create something and people like it. And, you know, that's always been in me. But I just wasn't feeling like an artist. Yeah. And then like once once I hit like my um like my thirties, I started thinking like, damn man, I'm seeing these rappers coming out and they 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Then I honestly one of my inspirations was like Benny the Butcher, Conway, West Side Gun. Cause I'm like, damn, these dudes older than me and they came and they came. killing it. 
They came through Buffalo. So I'm like, I could do this again. So then that's when I kind of took my run. Shout out to Ted. He even took me and introduced me to uh to Benny. We did I did some records. He told me he picked out like three beats that he recorded on and mm. you know, we got some stuff working. But that was like one of my big inspirations to come back and do music. That's cool, that's man. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You know. So yeah. brother, what's yeah. next for you? Right now we, we gearing up to drop this uh this album, Life is Crazy. Mm-hmm. I had recorded a whole album last winter, and that's what Balaclava was supposed to have been on, but now mm-hmm. it got shifted to this album. I did Take Flight 3, because I had, I had Take Flight 1, Take Flight 2, and then now I got, uh, it was supposed to have been Take Flight 3, and that was like my little trilogy I was going to complete. Nice. But then I started doing different type of records, and I'm like, damn. I start rapping a little bit. Not... Not really changing, but I just, you know, I start getting more into a pocket on on records that started working for me better than before. Okay. So I did a whole new project. I just kept recording song after song after song after song. So I was like, damn, I'm about to do this project. Life is crazy. I still want to drop Take Flight 3, but that, that might, you know, I might drop that like end of the year beginning next year but this this life is crazy we we about to drop this real soon like it's done both albums are done any any shows lined up yeah i got a show in a couple days i got a bunch of shows lined up but i got something in a couple days out in jersey i got something i'm doing for the community out here uh next week then we got another show out we've been doing a lot of jersey pa new york that's like our region we've been really tapping into a lot yeah Jersey, PA, New York, Connecticut. Um, you know, just just being, you know, just being out. Love it, man. Record, making sure the DJ's playing my record. Going to certain clubs. If I know a DJ played my record on the radio, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go see him at the club. Pop go. up on him. See it, see it, yeah. People, I'm yeah. telling you, this is the method. This is what works. You're right to be out there, man. You're yeah. out there supporting him. He's there playing your track, supporting you. You know and then what I, I mean? Still, and then I tag him. Then I use the social media. I take a picture, tag yeah. him, blah, blah, blah. Now we cross-promoting. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. There that's the go. way to do it. And that's I, I. we've always brought that up. Hand-to-hand combat, man. Be out there, man. You know what I mean? You, you're you're the soldier of your own product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you got to be out there yeah. and fight for you. So that that's what people need you gotta to do. got to be on the front line. Absolutely, man. Brother, man, I do appreciate taking your time and being out with us today on Live on the Mic, man, and shooting yes, the shit with us. Yes. Oh, anytime, anytime. Bro, man, we'll definitely, you got anything new coming up, man, let us know. We're going to come back on. We'll shoot the shit about some music. We have other debates. We'd love to have you on, bro. Well, I love debating. <laughs> That's he what we love he, to do he here, He said brother. he loved debating. Uh-oh, you don't know what you're getting into there, dog. <laughs> you, know, so, you might need to wear the referee shirt because me and Bam are, for some reason, as good as friends as we are, we don't agree on nothing. Nothing. <laughs> friends. <laughs> we don't agree on nothing, bro. Nothing. But, Bro, man, you got us. We're fans, bro. You're a part of our family now. We'll share everything you you, you hook, hook us up with, man. But definitely, you're coming back on to debate with us, my brother. Man. Sure. I'll, I'll be there. All, All right, right, man. Peace, guys. Wow. All right.